Welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. We're reviewing the Scream franchise, and this week we're bringing you Scream 3. I'm your host, Joseph Les. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli. So this was the weakest cast of all the Screams yet, right? We'll I think to that. so. Maybe. Uh, speaking of the weaker, weaker member of this crew, Keith Swetland. Weak? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm pretty sure Keith is the most in-shape member of this crew. Weak? <laughs> yeah, but like... Am I am emotionally weak? Oh, yeah, you're <laughs> very emotionally weak. And you get outdriven pretty regularly by two of the three people in this room. So well. So mean, nice to know you. Guys really, you guys really fucked up my like my intro. I was gonna do like a little conversation a little bit here to kind of vamp okay. before we got here. going here. All uh, right, here you go, Keith. And uh and uh <laughs> let's not forget the good, the not the weak guy in this group, Keith Swelling. Very normal levels of strength. <laughs> Very normal levels of strength, Keith Swetland. Anyways, I, I I got I got a work party to go to later today, and at this that's not the cool part. The interesting thing, it's bowling. I haven't been bowling since the before times, so it's gonna be my first time bowling. It's gonna be real weird. I'm um, almost mad that your first time going bowling is not with us. I'm I yeah it was a it was a it just fell in my lap. I didn't have much control over it. It just kind of happened. I'm very weak. <laughs> and it all comes back around. <laughs> Although I'll I'll throw that fucker 20 miles an hour down Keith, the lane. You, 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 you know what you got to give him, right? You gotta, power. 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 Exactly. Power. power. Yeah, I've been uh, waging psychological warfare against my poor uh, my poor subordinates on my internet work. So I've been just like, like claiming that I'm going to beat them, but they will get no closer than 30 pins to me. And I've been like trying to plant that in their heads for like the last week. <laughs> so what happens when they wipe the floor with you? Either way, it's a fun. Cause they're like, they're like, Oh shit. Like, is he really good? I don't know. Like they, they can't figure out if they're about to get sharked or not, which it was kind of my goal. <laughs> good. <laughs> Speaking of oh, sharks, yeah, scream three. There was Came a shark. Out. Yeah. Wait, you didn't know. Were you gonna do a shark jumping thing there? Is that where you? Yeah, I was. You were I was gonna at? jump the shark with scream. Yeah, Fury. I, I got gotcha. you. That's pretty Thank good. That's pretty good. Are we, Thank what, you. what are we at? A, what, what, what are we at? An aquarium over here? Are we yeah, at, we, uh, are we at Newport. Is there sharks? We're fi- <laughs> we're we're fishing here. Hey, I'm jumping sharks over here. I'm jumping sharks here. <laughs> so we're scream three comes out on February fourth of the year two thousand. Almost. Not, not December. So they went with the the uh, February route. Uh, once again, directed by Wes Craven, stars the uh, ones that survived too: uh, <laughs> Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Le- Lev Schreiber. We have new uh, cast for this. Uh, where are they at? Um, <laughs> McDreamy, Patrick Dem, yeah, Pat- Patrick Dempsey, Scott Foley. Um, where is he at? Lance Henriksen. Who is he? Uh, he's John Milton. He's the direct, like the uh, producer. The sleazy guy. Yeah, he's just he's he's known for being Bishop from the Aliens. Oh, he is Bishop. That's right. That's cool. Uh, Jenny McCarthy is in this for a uh, split bet. 
Parker Posey. Has uh, so have any of you guys seen this prior to? Not nope. even a little bit. Although I gotta throw in a flex real quick here. I kind of predicted the killer before seeing the movie on the last episode. I was I was taking a guess that the production team behind Stab was gonna be part of the next movie. So what you, I'm gonna you see that? I don't remember that. I, I do remember, but yeah. he, he is right and also like <laughs> Yes, <laughs> like he, he is right, but there's also like a motive in this one, not just because it was oh, the deeper stuff. Yeah, I mean, whatever yeah. that stuff was, that stuff sucked, <laughs> that twist uh, was stupid. <laughs> really, I like that twist. <laughs> I really, uh, so, so I'll say I've never seen <laughs> past one, so two was new, three is new. And four will be new. Oh, yeah. And then five is new for everyone come January. No, I've seen five already. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it already. It did. It's called it's Scream. David Arquette did it. <laughs> yeah, David Arquette. He's, he, yeah, spoiler alert. David Arquette. <laughs> so, Rick, give us a little plot breakdown and let's get dive in. Hello, it's got to be Sydney. <laughs> Boys, girls, non-binary, pansexual, and everything in between. Please gather round for the reading of the plot of Scream 3. Some years have passed. Stab 3 is in production. And suddenly, the man who started it all is dead, along with his girlfriend. It seems things are kicking off again on the set of Scream, Stab 3. This leads to everyone kind of coming back into the fold. Uh, Sydney seems to be having psychological breakdowns or is just being fucked with by the killer to where she thinks she's seen her mother. Not a good person, by the way, her mother. Though she went through some shit to cause it. As the movie progresses, people, all the cast members of Stab 3 start to die off in their order of the film leading to our climactic finish as we deal with a bunch of bullshit between Courtney Cox and Mr. Arquette of their love story, which starts at ground zero again for some reason. (laughs) To our climactic finish, the crazy twist, and finally, some Nev Campbell in the film. Scream 3. It's a movie. (laughs) Screamer. Screamier, screamier. Wait, besides, uh, besides just like having sex with people, what what was so wrong with the the mom? The fact that she completely and totally told one of her children to fuck off, and she wanted no part of them. Oh yeah, (laughs) you know that that's that's a uh, destroying one there, destroying multiple (laughs) families in a small town. I was probably on my phone for that part. So then you didn't actually understand the intense twist to the end why he oh, was no, doing I... everything he was doing. Oh that may oh I, I see what you're getting at there. Yeah, the little brother that was, got... yeah. that was her brother. He went to like be like, mm-hmm. Mom, you're my mom. And she was like, No, nah, that's my that's my old life. Fuck you, go away. I don't want any part of you. Um, so a uh, fun fact here. So Matthew Lillard's character Stu was going to be was going to be the villain of this movie. Oh, that would have been pretty good. 
having survived the death from the first, he was going to be the mastermind behind the plot of the new killings from prison and then targeting Sydney. But the idea was scrapped due to the Columbine High School massacre. I think that might have been a little better than what Why happened. Why would the Columbine have caused that decision? Columbine melted our brains. I remember that. Like, I, I, I couldn't rent Goldeneye from the video store. I mean, they still made a movie in which a bunch of people died. <laughs> yeah, like kids. I will say, though, this movie had no impact on me like the first two because I had no emotional connection to, like, everyone who died except Cotton. When that Cotton did. got killed, like, Cotton, I was like, no, Cotton! And then as like, cast members died, I'm like, I, I don't fucking care about these people. It's oh, like yeah. one of the, For me, for this movie, it reminds me of... Um, like you, Halloween 2 and Halloween Kills, the new one, that you have Sydney Neb Campbell's, Campbell's character as the, you know, the heroine of the movie, just like Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Lori, and kills him too. But their screen time on the, in, the, in this movie and in the Halloween movies are like 20 minutes out of the hour and a half of Halloween, but this is like an hour 50. Yeah, we got a whole lot of Courtney Cox and David Arquette, and I was not a fan of it. I, I didn't like that they did. I mean, I, I think it was funny. It was kind of meta, which was sort of funny that they did the, like, I hate you from the start thing again. I didn't like, like that. For the, the third time. I think on like it was annoying, but like on a grand scale, like bigger scale, I think it's kind of funny. They're but committed other- to it now where it has to be that way in four and five, though, right? Like if we start four and they're just happily married, then I'm gonna be like, then why did why did we do what we did for the first three movies? Well, I, I even <laughs> said it in the last show about in two when we wake up when we start the show up, and they're hating each other. I'm like at the end, I'm like weren't you guys like making out at the end and you went with her him in the ambulance and then we start two. And then no, at, the end of two, at, the, at the end of one, she didn't go with him in the ambulance. At the end of one, she went right back into like to work. And then two, she went in the ambulance. Two, she went in the ambulance with him. It's like she turned the corner to being a better person. But we have the same situation of like one and two of them like kissing and all this, that. And at the end, beginning of the new one, I hate you because I hate you. Yeah, that, yeah. And then, like, half the movie is just about their love story. I'm like, this is not why I watch Scream. Yeah. Uh, Keith, you should be happy. Uh, Lev Schreiber uh, insisted on taking the jacket off to show off his new physique. That's amazing. Uh, and did he get that for a training for a certain movie? Uh, that's in a couple of years, and yes. Yeah, let's say, dude, this is 2000. <laughs> that has not happened yet. Well, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a long, it's a many-year process. Long con, man. <laughs> Long con. <laughs> He's like, I'm. I got. I'm shaping up to be Sabretooth. This other mm-hmm. guy in X Men One's gonna be Sabretooth now. Like, but, but he's gonna be before suck. that. <laughs> yeah. He's so gonna this suck. movie was definitely like I cared in the beginning. The opening scene, well, the worst of the opening scenes, in my opinion, still a solid scream opening scene. Yeah. It and was... then the end of the movie, solid. Everything in between could not have cared less. So boring. I think yeah. what. What carried me for the movie and is going to give me like almost all the stars that I'm going to plan on giving it is Parker Posey. I loved Parker Posey in this movie. She was so good. Her and like her and Gail together just loved it. We're, I was disappointed that we ended up with only one killer. 
I know. I've, you you kept so much of the scream like traditions alive, but we went to just one killer. I think one of the actresses should have been a killer in this movie. Like he should have like had influence over one of them and then turned them into a killer. The one that like the one that had that silly death line where she says like I fucked Milton for this role and then yeah. read, like the she should have been one of the killers. Sydney. Yeah. And they did a really like solid job of setting up that like, she might have been one of the killers and then yeah. they just killed her and I was like oh okay. Maybe yeah, they did a lot in this one. I think they did a lot of like this person could be the killer. The detective could be the killer. Yeah. And because there were things with like, you know, with Sydney, she works at a women's crisis uh, place now. And that was a nice touch. (laughs) uh, You know, growth in her role of experiencing like 10 near death experiences. Yeah, and just watching people get like brutally sliced up and bled out in front of her all the time. <laughs> like, uh, I, I especially appreciate the idea of them um, thinking that it could be the cop, Patrick Dempsey's character, because the fact like when the killer calls her and like, you know, the scene before it's, hey, I need to borrow your phone. Hey, Dewey, can I borrow your phone? So like he has her phone. Yeah. And then at the very end when he walks in, after she shoots the ghost face and then he has that weird look on his face like yeah put the gun down and then it seemed like he was going to be the second killer and then he was just like "Ah, i'm just fucking with you it's fine i'm here to help that was a weird scene but that one look of his like face like yeah put the gun down and then you know ghost face comes from behind like okay that was kind of cool that it could have been him and they thought it. Then the other, the actress that was playing Sydney, that was another one that they thought of. They did the um, scream uh, one callback with Sydney in the bathroom, and she thinks someone, the you know, the killer's boots come down, but it's the actress stealing props. That was a good scene. I like that scene. But I, um, one of the lens, one of like one of the things I keep watching in these movies because it's it's like with these like big ensemble casts in one, two, and three, it's fun to watch like the over the top wacky performances. That's kind of why like Parker Posey stuck out to me. It's because she seems she seemed to know what kind of movie she was in. So like I think she had the most fun like just overacting and being crazy and wonky. And Patrick Dempsey just bored the shit out of me. In this he movie. was bad. Like, and what was that hair? Like, God. And then looking into it, apparently, like, he's, like, not a good person. Like, just in general. Apparently, Uh, he's kind of, like, an egomaniac. Yeah. Which isn't surprising when, like, everyone's calling you McDreamy for 10 years. Yeah, for, like, a decade. (laughs) So, this was um, Scott Foley's film debut. And it turns out that he is the, the killer. This is the first Scream movie that Nev Campbell's character, Sydney doesn't know the killer. Like, in, like, figuratively, and, mm-hmm. like, like she knew the killers in the first one. It's a boyfriend, the best friend. And then in the sequel, it's her classmate and then the boyfriend's mother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was one, one thing I want to bring up about the first one. I was... Uh, Zen sent me the producer sent me a TikTok of a scream footage, and it's from the first one, and I never caught it this time. Uh, it was when like the, the cast of Scream One was on the the in front of the pond in like the, the very beginning, 
after the first killing and Matthew Lillard's character is like, well, I'm not the killer. And then like they cut to Billy and he has that look on his face. Like where no one said you were. Like if you look at his reaction, it's him like, shut the fuck up. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> like it, it, I go back. I'm like, okay, yep. I caught that. Well, I catch it that time. Like they're the killers like within right away. Do you think, cause I thought about this later. In this movie, he did because I think he's doing that purposely. I think he's putting small things that can be noticed as the killers giving themselves away. Mm-hmm. I think he did that in this movie as well. When the director pointed out that his award had the head broken off, yeah, like because otherwise, how did he get that award back if it was in the office? Because the office would have been locked down because of the murder, yeah, if he hadn't been the one in there to uh-huh. kill her. Oh, and I, I like the little foreshadow with the scissors through the head. It's just makeup, dude. <laughs> you gotta test the makeup. Because when he has the fake right. knife in his heart laying in the sarcophagus. When it's Joe, did Jane you McCarthy? pinpoint where we'd seen that actor before? The, uh, no. He is from Not Another Teen Movie. Oh, yeah. He's the yep, token yeah. black guy. In That's whack. These movies. That's whack. <laughs> Boy, they, like, just took a... They just uh, after Scream Two, they're like, "Nah, J.K., we're just gonna go back to all white dudes for this one again." <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember how we tried to be diverse? Nah, fuck that shit. We're back in Hollywood. Liv <laughs> uh, Schreiber came up with the idea of having himself murdered in the first scene because once again, it's that move. It's that thing of, "Hey, you don't know who's gonna really die in these movies, so let's just, you know, start it off with a bang." Yeah. Speaking of people who died in these movies, Keith, what was your feelings of how they fucking hooked Jamie Kennedy back into the film? Loved it. <laughs> I, was on, I, I, I was on board. It was so amazing. <laughs> but also this, really drove home the fact how much it sucks that he's dead. I don't His character like needed to be through, like, I, I think that they didn't know how, like, cool he was going to be, because otherwise they would have kept him, because he's yeah. sort of like uh, He's like the he he's the audience. He's like he's like your he's like the surrogate. He's like who we're seeing it from. We're like, man, this is all crazy. And then like they did such a part in Jamie Kennedy's video scene of being like, mm-hmm. hey, it's the third one. All bits are off. Anyone can die in this movie. And then none of them died in this movie. Uh-huh. Like um, at least Courtney Cox's character should have gotten killed in this one, I think. Like it sucks that all three of them survived. <laughs> Dewey and didn't even get stabbed properly this time. Well, he did He did fall off the uh, mountain after shooting that gun. You know, like, Whoa. That was so funny. So funny. <laughs> that, and then, like, when the killer throws the knife at him, and, like, the butt end hits him, and then he's like, Whoa! And, like, falls out, like, so what is happening? I laughed that so was, hard at that part. That was some good... There, there was some good comedy in this one. The, the, the Ghostface had some of my favorite spills. That he, like, I he's, appreciated he's always, how much Ghostface got his ass kicked again in this movie. Like, I'm the, like oh, I missed that so much. Like, that shelf must have been miserable. <laughs> <to land on>. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, believe, because this started off with Joe talking about how Schreiber got killed. I oh, loved how they set up him being killed with the voice box and, like, his girlfriend being freaked out to him walking in. Because yeah. otherwise, like, you think looking at him, there's no way Ghostface could take him, but because he gets just cross-checked across the face with a golf club, yeah, like that was yeah. such a good scene. Uh, by the way, about before we move on from Jamie Kennedy, uh, it took over two hours to film that three-minute scene for him. 
Nice. Also, also, they thought of him coming back. Uh, The idea was for him to come back and have his family be the ones to like revive him somehow. But they (laughs) thought it'd be too far fetched of like him being stabbed ten times and then all of a sudden he's like, "I'm good, guys." They uh, that's too far fetched. But the Scream universe existing in the Jay and Silent Bob universe isn't too far fetched. Loved it. (laughs) I I was also on board for that. So does that mean technically dogma has happened in the Scream universe? Oh, like the doesn't yeah doesn't like the rapture happen or something in dogma? (laughs) Like because Jesus is like God shows up on Earth and like Jesus is is dogma officially Jay and Silent Bob universe though. And in a in a way, like yes, or is that like its own offshoot of the Jay and Silent Bob universe? Yeah, how would we tackle the View Askewiverse? I think (laughs) you would have to put dogma in the because we've at least established that clerks one and two is in this universe which means somewhere Rosario Dawson has talked about you can go ass to mouth which I'm fine with yeah that's fine yeah you you are going fine with ass to mouth but I think with the idea of (laughs) dogma I think we would have to do Jay Silent Bob strikes back then the sequel to that but you got we i think would throw that in somewhere i think it would be in the jay and Silent bob since they are more of the uh main characters in the movie oh yeah uh fun fact about jamie kennedy is despite being in all the first three movies he's never on the poster no <laughs> oh jamie kennedy and like a pivotal role in the first two movies at least. important but no, Drew uh, Barrymore has to be front and center for her ten minutes of film time in the first. I one. would, I would have put Drew Barrymore on it too. Jada Pickett oh, Smith yeah. was on it too. Name value right now. But I, I, I loved, yeah, Liv Schreiber's opening was pretty good. I, I liked that he was sort of like a horny dirtbag on the phone. He's like, hold on, I, I got a call. <laughs> well, he is one cocky SOB. Now he's the, uh, the you know, he's like percent. He's like a date. He's date. Yeah, one hundred percent cotton. Talk show that I think is supposed good to be Jerry Springer. Good name, very solid yeah. name. Love the name. So this was the first time we didn't have a like big name, or eventually became a big name female actress in the first part to get killed. Because I, who was that that got killed in the opening scene? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> no, that's not a big name actress. The that's Christine. Who, who? Yeah, but who? Kelly was Rutherford. That? Um. She's from Mel- Melrose Place. I knew I recognized that face. <laughs> okay. Big Melrose yeah. Place fan, huh? Yeah. No, I just remember it. I think oh, she's there's a like daytime a... soap opera star. Yeah, because there's a South Park joke. Ke- Kelly Rutherford's her name, you said? Oh, she was in Gossip Girl. Okay, so like she's like okay, but she wasn't like Drew Barrymore or Jada Pinkett. Yeah, or like Sabretooth. Like not quite up the saber tooth fame. God damn it! <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Scott Foley's character—I want to say Scott Foley's character—did uh, not know he was the killer until two weeks into production. Cool. <laughs> I loved the meta shit of them bitching about like script rewrites and how like protected the script mm-hmm. was, so how they couldn't like know their characters. <laughs> That's because like, of the sure first he's couple. Just stealing that from his, from probably actors actually complaining to him about that. <laughs> that that and they steal it from the movie itself because 
Yeah. Russ Craven doesn't tell the cast which shot what um what ending they're gonna use. So they shot alternate openings and endings. So in the alternate opening, Cotton tries to escape through like the sky like a window, but it gets stabbed in the leg and dragged back in, then murdered. Yeah. Then there's uh alternate another similar opening where Cotton only speaks to Christine through the phone upon finding out the killers in the house. Uh as he when uh he gets home, he receives a call from Christine saying that she's at Starbucks racing at home to meet him. He searches the house again by Christine, who tells him to open the door. Um, he opens the door, and then he finds Christina's dead body falls out of the closet, revealing once again it's the ghost face with the uh, the uh, voice record the the voice recorder, and then Ghost Face kills him. Um, there was an idea, an original. There was going to be a second um, killer. In this movie, okay. Uh, let me see if I can find who it was before I make this mm-hmm. fatal announcement. Because yeah. I gotta find out where she's from. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, the actress that played Sydney. So the real actress name Emily Mortimore. Um, she was going to be uh to be Roman Scott Foley's accomplice. Uh, the idea Which they, was like heavily hinted at through most of the movie. Yeah, uh, it would have been that Sydney would not have recognized her, a girl from college who became obsessed with her. Roman manipulating the situation to get cast as Sydney to fulfill the psychotic uh, ways. Um, See, I would have liked that a lot more. I would have like appreciated that addition to it. But they they just went with the one. But, yeah, bad call, in my opinion. Bad call. Um, but the idea, I like the idea, of the fact that it it's Scott Foley's character, Roman, being the idea that he is her half brother. Yes, half brother. Yes. Like half we don't brother. Like I don't think we even find out who the dad supposedly was. We never, never do. But it's the half brother. I don't brother. feel like it was insinuated that the Harvey Weinstein character was the dad in any way. It was just like <laughs> she kind of hoarded up around Hollywood after yeah. getting like sexually assaulted, like and just <laughs> thrown around apparently to everyone. Yeah, that, was, that, that scene was that place was kind of gross. The like the like like prisony sex room thing in the in the screen yeah. room. Well, that is uh, Keith's favorite Weinstein room. So, um. <laughs> hey, he makes good movies. <laughs> This was the big uh, text chat thing was, man, Harvey Weinstein, so much flaunting of what he did wasn't just wrong, but just the way Hollywood is in an actual movie. There's something in like 2017 about it, like um, in the in the lore of like them now, like kind of and slightly putting two and two together from this movie (laughs) to be like, huh. It's kind of odd that this movie happens and then Weinstein has the same situation happen in with him in real life. Huh. Well, okay. The thing, the, the, the thing that struck me about it is that it made me think that Harvey Weinstein like never gave a shit. He was just like never he was never hiding. Never he's never hiding that. <laughs> he's never he thought he was too powerful to like yeah. be undone by it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, we find out that he's the half brother, and then um the scene where he shoots Sydney and then he play. she plays the game on him. I and mean, you know, like he turns around, she's gone. And then she comes out in there and stabs him. Well, 
she kind of missed the bodysuit, so she like stabbed him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So that's like his real reaction of being stabbed. That's, that's fucked up. Damn. I love that scene though. The whole thing too of just like one, I will say that's not how poly- like bulletproof vests work. Like if you still get shot with a bulletproof vest, yeah, you it doesn't like, feel good. <laughs> like you get knocked down. It's like how, how do you know, Keith? Really, really hard. I've watched enough. I've watched enough Johnny Knoxville. I've watched. <laughs> there it is. Because like you've seen like when they take off the vest, like the bruise that's there. Yeah. And like Ghostface got shot like twenty times. times by the time oh, the movie was well, over. Because he got shot uh, when he. When the house when blows up, yeah. When he, yeah, when the house blows up, he runs around the car and Dewey shoots from the mountain and like probably shoots him what three times. <laughs> I think well, he I got him like, five. He got three. him a lot. Yeah, yeah. three yeah, to four. That was the thing because they had yeah they made it clear that it was five because only had the one bullet left. And I think yeah. they finally made the like I think it was a, done humorously like in the head in the end because it was like so I like silly that, that part. Kept on, they kept on shooting him like, like eight times in the chats. I'm like, the bulletproof vest would have lost its ability to be protective now. Or, I, or I like, like the part they that. didn't like shoot him in the arm or something. <laughs> like I like also, that part Dewey, of him. Great shot though, just hitting body mass over and over again. Oh yeah, that that grouping, damn. <laughs> when, when, when he's constantly shooting, which I honestly feel like his bullet should have ran out, and like you just see. Uh, Sydney's character, like in the head, and like, but he can't hear because of the guns uh-huh. in the head. And then, and then, oh, okay. and then he that takes that joke. second and goes, Oh, okay. And then just one pulls him in the head, like, oh, square shit. between the eyes. <laughs> Dewey is an amazing shot. Well, and at that point, he's been doing it for a little while. Like, he's a he's a cold blooded, cold blooded cop killer or cop. No, the only person who had killed anyone up to this point was Sydney. Mm-hmm. Remember, Dewey just kept getting stabbed in the back like a pleb. Every damn time. He kind of toned down the hand thing in this movie. Uh, a little bit, you think? There wasn't as much limp either. Yeah. I'm still mad he did not get stabbed in the back in the same spot again, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I hope they they, they better bring... I hope Scream 4 is entirely about Dewey's limp. Like, that's the center. He like, it's, uh, just like, it's like a like, flashback of him at the hospital. The limp <laughs> is, like, not as prominent in this movie. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely um, toned down all that stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go on record in this episode versus last episode that I support the limp. I miss it. <laughs> bring bring back the limp. <laughs> I appreciated. They are Sunday Sydney, on, on, on Halloween. That Sydney actually like was prepared to fight back more in this one. That like she actually gave it to Ghostface pretty well. Yeah. Oh like, man! You think at this point she's taken some self defense classes. That's oh, yeah. not my. That's my purse type situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the idea, to... yeah. Oh, sorry, I, I keep ahead, interjecting here. No, it's fine. It's, I'm, 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 just, Go I'm, ahead. I'm, I'm just super excited about it. <laughs> so it's a Halloween weekend, and uh, so far, this scream has the spookiest moment in it so far. That scene oh, when the that? ghost, when the scene when Ghost Mama was like clawing at the window. That was yeah, spooky. let's talk about like the paranormal part of this <laughs> franchise now. I guess that also, that Keith. Sid- well, it might be Halloween in this universe. This is releasing after halloween yeah no the just for the the fake movie expert hey, by the way i thought of a good name for our our, our fans that have fake movie expert fem the fems god damn it <laughs> <laughs> the fems are out again 
I support, I support this. I'm, I'm okay with that. Hey, you fems, what do you think? Well, I've always been very pro-fem. So. Hang on. Yeah, I, yeah, don't know, I, don't, I don't know if we can uh, do that because with, when the no-sell social media sites send stuff out, I don't know where you should be saying, yo, fems, you know, come well, on. You know, why are you getting all mad about this? Yeah. No, fems, I'm even more on board now. Fems are always mad. Yeah, I'm a fem hater. <laughs> yeah, the fems are the, the fems really like to nitpick our theories here. <laughs> they can really overreact sometimes. Yeah, yeah. The, the the fake movie experts Reddit page is just blowing up here with people picking our bullshit apart. Fucking fems, <laughs> get a life, you fems. Yeah, but I forgot where but I was going with that. We're going back to the paranormal part of the, the fact that Sydney Sydney has a dream of her mother visiting her at the her house. And then wakes up, and then boom, the mom's outside. <laughs> so that's just her finally having the psychotic break that should have been coming the whole time after everything she's had, right? Yes. Like, I mean, she's yeah. clearly not been going to therapy to, like, deal with the trauma she's been through, <laughs> and it's just finally coming to roost. Yes. In my, like, in my head canon, it's actually ghosts, because this movie needs, like... It needs another. It, it needs another twist. Like the Scream series needs a another layer. I th- it'd be cool if there was actual like paranormal shit going on in the next one. That's my idea. See, I don't want that because like <laughs> that takes it out of the control. Then I know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a little less idea. meta. It's a little less meta then. And <laughs> goddamn, was this movie meta? Mm-hmm. Keith, you're thinking like the Halloween franchise when yeah. it's just a babysitter killer. Now in the fourth and fifth movie. The, the the touch of thorn is a damn thing where he yeah. is awakened every Halloween and just takes it too far and yeah that would be really the only way to do supernatural in this is if you just steal that idea so yeah all right officially on the record I don't want paranormal activity inside my screen and it's hates also more fun that like it was just a dude standing up in a bag freaking her out like it just makes it way funnier <laughs> when you think about it. Well, and uh, and it's just so funny watching Ghostface just stumble, like fall in hallways. And every movie, I think he falls in a hallway. <laughs> God, he got his. I loved when she threw him from the balcony into the bed. Oh, that's funny. Uh, that was oh. cool. I love that. the The scene yeah. of uh her going to set, and it's like shot for shot the same house. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. F- plush nom flashbacks. Dude, why would you possibly go into something that is clearly going to trigger your trauma so badly? Yeah, the, the, that was a nice touching scene. A good, a good little touch there when she did the "We'll have a PG thirteen relationship" line sitting on the bed. I liked that. I was like, oh, she's she has a she has a, a, a fond memory of that room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That uh, before that. By the way, him coming off of brutally murdering someone. When you think oh, yes. about that scene. Yeah, to go like put his hands on her thighs or something. That's kind of weird. I get to see some today. Yeah, I thought it was a cool shot of when uh, Jenny McCarthy's character is running from Ghostface and then like enters the prop room and turns around to like nine different Ghostface suits and then that was a good scene. <laughs> you know, she's hiding and then the real will the real Ghostface please stand up as then he comes down. <laughs> it was a good touch. It's also she's yeah. been in both Scream and Scary Movie, right? She passed up Scary Movie to go to do to do this movie, but then she's in Scary Movie three. Nice. 
But yeah, I'm overall this movie has some really cool like set pieces, like just like cool put together places they're at. I like the the Hollywood sets neat, like the 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 mansion there like the mansion's pretty cool looking. Yeah, you were like a mansion with uh secret rooms. Yeah, good secret dungeon. That can yeah, deadbolt people inside. I swear I, that that's like that has to be like some some like house in Los Angeles where they film every horror movie. That looks like every single horror movie house. Yeah, it's Harvey Weinstein's house. <laughs> yeah, right. Mostly. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein's love den. <laughs> so I I'm gonna bring up actresses that were uh considered for the role of Angelina Tyler. That's the character actress. That is the character who is playing Sydney from the movie. That was the idea of maybe being the um who was a played in the second one. Oh, who was it? It's like a famous starlet. Who played her in two? The Sydney um, actress. Uh let Spelling. me see. Corey Spelling, right? Oh, Corey yeah, Spelling, yeah. Right. But that was for stab like one. Yeah, stab they one. Mo- yeah, we they don't moved know on. who's in stab two, and now we've and then she's left the filming at this point yeah so this is gonna be a new sydney for stab three Sandra you guys want to take any guesses <laughs> 2000 um who is the chick uh she was in buffy she was in the oh, sarah michelle one... geller no no because she was in the last one um yeah oh that's right she had her own standalone show on fox for a little while eliza dushku Elijah <laughs> Well, that's one of them. So you got one right. Oh, was it really? Hell yeah. yeah. Elijah Dushku. Killing it. Uh, um, other one. How Keith, do you want to take one? No, my only guess was Sandra Bullock, but she was a little too famous at this point. Maybe Kirsten Dunst, 2000? Yeah, Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst? Dunst. That would have been a good guess. But she would have more been like the Jenny McCarthy character. I can't think of my like B tier celebrity actresses from two thousand. <laughs> well, we'll go with Alicia Silverstone. Uh, Claire, yep, that 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 checks. Claire Danes. Nice. Allison yep. Hannigan. Yep. Allison and Eliza Dushku. The band camp. <laughs> oh, Redhead, okay. How I Met Your yeah. Mother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she uh, marries Bob. She like she marries Bob Saget. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. That's, that. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> she Alicia Silverstone was offered the role, but she turned it down. That was a poor choice. Alicia Silverstone's made a lot of poor choices in her career of like roles she could have had that were pretty good, but she wasn't Batman. And then she, uh, she did great in probably a series that I'll pick: the Joel Silver Batman series, <laughs> or whatever that director's was, name is. He wasn't Batman. Oh, was, that, was want... nipple, that was nipple Batman, wasn't it? Yeah. You guys want to take a guess who was considered for the role of Christine? There are only a couple. Which one's Christine? The the wife that dies in the beginning of the movie. Uh, oh, Cruz, Kirsten Dunst. She's somewhere in this movie. I swear it. <laughs> Keith? Oh, shit. I, I'm st- stumped on Jennifer Lopez. Uh, good. <laughs> far, far away. Uh, we have uh, <laughs> Carrie Russell. Okay. Alyssa Milano uh-huh. and Denise Richards. Oh, I should have oh, guessed. Denise, Denise Richards, Richards would have been good. Keith's favorite, Jennifer Conley and Liv Tyler. <laughs> oh, God. Liv Tyler always makes me uncomfortable because of Armageddon, of getting finger banged to her dad's song. Yeah. With, yeah, animal crackers on top of her breasts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, animal cookies. 
Yep. And then the actor that played Tom Prince, basically the guy who played Dewey. Mm -hmm. And you want to take any guesses who was? It's funny because he's already dead, but that seems like a Matthew Lillard character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. God damn. All right, we got Lillard Uh, from Rick Keith. What about Matt Dillon? (laughs) I like that poll. Uh, no. How about Paul Walker? Oh, Josh Harnett. Yeah, that makes sense. And then James Vanderbeek. See, I was gonna say that guy. James Vanderdouche. Only because he was in that one show where he played himself, the <laughs> bitch in apartment, apartment twenty-three or whatever. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know what role he was considered, but Ben Affleck was considered for the one of the roles. So Keith, he would have wanted like the detectives. I would that assume. That would have been difficult with the Jane Silent Baba verse. <laughs> I mean, but he plays different characters in that yeah. all the time, doesn't he? Or is yeah, that Damon true. who plays different characters all the time? They both do, He's, but it's mostly yeah, they, it's they, mostly it's mostly Affleck. He could have been McDreamy. Themselves. He would have been a better detective mm-hmm. than McDreamy was. That would have been way better. Okay, also, okay, there's one thing that super bothered me about McDreamy. Why is he suddenly like a boyfriend character at the end of the movie? That makes no goddamn sense. I think it's because the idea throughout the whole movie, they've been kind of hinting at the fact that he has a. Uh, He's a like fixation. stalking her, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he has he a has fixation. Like a whole... Yeah. So why would you let a stalker into your house after everything that's gone on in your life? Because he's a cop, and he didn't turn his turn his back on her. I guess. If there's one thing history has told us. Cops are always the good guys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's damn true. Always be comfortable. Oh, and I didn't see it. I didn't like catch the symbolism until this morning when I watched like a little YouTube summary of the movie about why she left the damn door open at the end of the movie. Because she felt like, safe. Feels, feels safe yeah. or whatever. I I was like, what? 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 Close the door. What are you doing? Did you really <laughs> not get that? That she yeah. finally feels like she doesn't need to like bar down everything. Her house? I'd, Unfortunate I like, for her, there's two more movies. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh wait, Kate Hudson was cast in this movie, but I she had to back not. out to do another movie. Interesting. Yeah, probably. Uh, She's the one who about... has a child with Tom Cruise, right? Kate no, Hudson. That's, uh, that's that, Holmes. Uh, oh, that's, that's Holmes. Katie Holmes. Okay. That's who ruined her life. That's right. Yeah. Uh. No, they. Yeah, Keith, how did you not understand that? Like, she left the door <laughs> open to be like. It was because so that... heavy. It was so heavy-handed too. Like, yeah, it's like yeah, slapping the, the whole, face. Like, ah. Well, at that point, like, I was WWE like WWE level writing of like flashing red lights in your face. Hey, this is important. Pay attention to this. That, that's funny. That I. Uh, it's. I was also. That was like two hours into this goddamn movie, and I was kind of oh, tired. Yeah. 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 <laughs> This was exceptionally not a tight 90. Yeah. It was not. These the, uh, I really, literally and metaphorically, I wish these these movies really don't need to be two hours long. It's kind of insane. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a lot that could be, like, I think two was the only one to me that actually held up through most of it. As long yeah, as there was enough that, going like, on. The car scene. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. like, the middle of one and three, I'm just like, why is... Why is this in like the love story throughout three between Dewey yeah. and Gordon Cox was so just like I don't care enough about these characters to deal with this. I watched this movie for the who done it and the death. Yeah, and the and the jokes. I, I love the jokes in these movies. I don't need all yeah. the drama bullshit. Right. 
the one thing that I thought was cheesy was the idea of like the photos they kept leaving behind just because of, like how bad the the, the production of the fo- the photoshopping <laughs> yeah. was and like I think we could have done something better, but it was the year two thousand, so well, and it'd be like, hey, look, these two photos are from the exact same lot. Almost like they just did the mm-hmm. same picture stand up and put different actresses in the photos. <laughs> right. Like it's the same angle. It was everything. I'm like, ah, Jesus. One thing, uh, one thing that I'm growing to like about these movies are the fact that throughout the whole movie, it's not like for all the movies is the idea that the killer always gives himself away in the slightest way possible. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. I almost have to pay attention, but they also like mix it in to where like multiple people are doing that now. So it's still possible that multiple people are the killer for the yeah. way they're giving themselves away. Do you think they're going like, to do it in four again? I better. Cause, Cause like the idea... Wes Craven's not doing it. Wes Craven's sort of no, the smart no, he doesn't is, do This is his last one. This is his last one. Um, uh, so, but like in this one, Scott Foley does like he calls Jenny McCarthy and he has the voice changer. So you think it's just the, it could be the killer using his yeah. vo- voice. You have, um, you don't see him die because they find him, you know, dead in the coffin, but you don't see him die on screen. See, what was funny was when I saw that, I'm like, well, that's lame. Why would you kill someone off screen? That's stupid. <laughs> But then it came back around. I'm like, all right, you got me, Scream. You got me with that one. By the way, I love the voice changer technology in this movie. It was kind of cheesy, but I thought it was great. People were too easily fooled by it. Like, just because someone has the same voice doesn't mean that they would have, like, talked the same. Like, speech goes way deeper than just, like, how it sounds. Yeah, I know, right? That kind of pulled me out of a little bit for a second during the opening scene because I feel like, like, if your, like, partner is talking to you, <laughs> you yeah. could have taken a bit like like hey what's going on honey like, what's going on yeah, yeah. Right. you get you... one thing of audio from them like all right i can do my whole vocabulary with their voice now <laughs> got it yeah like, it's, taken... it's like how it's like home alone 2 the kid uses the voice recorder <laughs> via the fact that he edits you know back and forth but in this one it's like i got this i mean just give me one word from a fucking tape and then i'm gonna I can just go on and on with it. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But there are rules, by the way, to this movie. Oh, yep. Rules for the end of a trilogy. One, you got a killer who's going to be superhuman. Stabbing him won't work. Shooting him won't work. Basically, in the throne, you got to uh, you have to freeze his head, decapitate yeah. him, or blow him up. Which they didn't do. They just stabbed and shot him. Yeah. Uh, they any, set out all these rules and followed none of them. Anyone, including the main character, can die. This means you, Sid. Yeah, none of them did. Uh, this past will come back to bite you in the ass. Whatever you think you know about the past, forget it. The past is not at rest. Any sins you think were committed in the past are about to break out and destroy you. That is true. I liked the twist where it's like he took the loaded gun that was the psycho of Skeet Ulrich's character and just really? shot it right at it. Like, <laughs> I, liked, I like that. Like it, it gave more depth to why Billy did what he did. Like, he wasn't just a teenager that snapped and somehow became this brutal murderer and knew what he was doing. He got pointed by a different teenager to become mm-hmm. a brutal murderer. 
and do what he's doing, which okay, I like. A little loose, it's but one of those things. It's, it's like one of those things of like, why should we care about the fact that it's the director of the movie that we find out within 15 minutes left of the movie that he's uh, the half brother of the main character? You know, like they. That's why he's like, yeah, I was the one that pushed the kid to do it. You know. I, I like to that me. Idea. It felt like the deepest plot of any of the ghost faces. Like mm-hmm. he had the most like yeah. reason as to what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But yeah, I, I like it together. Like we got like if this had been the last scream, like they would have tied it all together in a perfect bow and been fine. Like this could have been the last scream. Like I, they could have been done, and the franchise would have been kind of wrapped up and fine. Well, it is. It is for until eleven years later when they do two the the re, the next one in twenty eleven. Yeah, the story does finish. Like yeah. the story's done in this one. So it'll be much. interesting to see how it reboots with four. Yeah. God, I'm, I'm interested. Four goes back to where it actually kind of pulls like people who are becoming stars into the movie mm-hmm. with Hayden Penitieri and like the dude from the OC. So I'm, I'm interested oh, yeah. for four. Do, do we already know the premise? Do any of you know the premise of four? I've only seen the poster. I only know who's in it because of the poster. It's got to be I'll, like a I'll keep it kayfabe and say no. I have nothing yet. <laughs> That's true. Joe's already <laughs> watched, Joe four. watched it. Yeah, there it is. I've seen it already. Fuck me. I'll um, I'll be excited to do whenever we can work five in in January yeah. in between yeah. movie franchises. That'll be oh, our yeah. first hook back around to a franchise. I'm kind of excited little, about that. little bonus cast. Yeah. 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 I'll be excited hey, about that. One Joe, thing Joe, I... What did you think about Scream 4? <laughs> no, no, find no, out, no. You will find out next week <laughs> on next week's episode of Fake Movie Experts. Uh, which, by the way, I love the idea that they show uh, Carrie Fisher. <laughs> it's like, hey, aren't you? Oh, no. Yeah. I'm that not. scene was fantastic. She's always good. Are you it just... turns out you had to sleep with fucking Lucas to get the role. Yep. Good but job. It, went, it went to the girl that slept with them, and she was like, ha-ha, another fucking meta thing of, uh... Yep. Hey, aren't you? <laughs> no. Doesn't Do I come like to where it. you work and tell you who you look like? <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was a cool little ode. Um, but yeah, the, the, for, for like for the movie's sake, like in one, we had the dead period from in between first act and third act. For me, and for the second one, like for two, it interwined the whole time. So there were, it was boring, but wasn't as boring. For this one, boring. Dude, <laughs> it was so boring. Like after the opening act, to the ending was just like it felt like I was watching anime filler. Like it felt <laughs> like I was watching Goku get his driver's license. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Good good Dragon Ball Z reference. Yeah. What carried me through this movie, I already talked about it a little bit, was this the the I liked watch oh Putty was good. I forget that actor's name. Oh, um, I love uh was it where the, is he? The flea. Uh, oh no. yeah, he was really David, good. David something. Uh, Patrick uh, Warburton. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah. The the ah shit. What's he's what's the name of the actress? Guard. He's security guard for Parker Posey. Yeah, yeah Parker Posey and 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 him together were a Stephen joy. Stephen Stone was his character's name. 
Okay, yeah, Parker Posey and Stephen Stone. Their their scenes together were killer. I liked so there was there's little moments that carried me through it that like kept my attention. Other yeah, but there was a lot of just there was a lot of times where I just spaced out. I'd like walk to the kitchen to go get a snack or something. Like and I don't know. So for how like a house can legitimately blow up from a gas leak. Like that can happen and has happened. But for a house to blow up from a gas leak, it has to have been leaking for a large amount of time to the point where if you were in the house, you would be knocked out because you could there wouldn't be enough oxygen right. in the house to breathe. <laughs> they turn the oven on for a second. <laughs> so that I don't I know I hated the house blowing up scene like it I, didn't I, feel scream. It didn't like eh, it felt bad to me. Yeah. The idea of the fact that you're right, like. Sure, they're in the other room, but they at least should smell it or feel it or whatever. Yeah. And the uh, the dumb actor that's playing the Dewey character for the movie, it's like, I gotta know what the script says, and then, <laughs> like, really, you're gonna you're gonna kill yourself over that. Uh, one fun, one cool thing is whenever we get to the Halloween movies, uh, the house that is at the end of the movie is actually the school that they use in Halloween H two O. Halloween H two O. Hell yeah! <laughs> That's the Coolio one, right? Our Buster Rhymes. Who's in Buster that one? Buster Rhymes is Resurrection. You're thinking of LL Cool J. Oh man, the LL Cool J movie verse. That'd be. There's not a series there. But... No, no, there's only two: Deep Blue Sea and H two O. Oh, there's which our they all have their own, <laughs> which they all have their own uh, series to go from. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, if you noticed how David Arquette and Courtney Cox were more tanner than normal, it's because <laughs> they just came back from the Bahamas Jeez. off their honeymoon. Did anyone else notice that the uh, like lovey-dovey period was over between them. There was not as much <laughs> sexual tension between right. them as there was in the first two uh, movies. They hated each other. As the uh, wh where was it? Like they they asked Courtney Cox about her relationship with uh, Arquette, and like he's she's like in the first one, like in the first one I was flirting with him. In the second one we were sleeping together, and the third one we were sharing the same trailer or something like that. It's just like. <laughs> Okay. that's unfortunate uh, uh also they were uh, married at this point yeah they oh, were yeah all the, also all the spice was gone <laughs> right uh stone cold steve austin was considered for the bodyguard role oh that would have been a little less funny <laughs> yeah i like, I like just uh, think about him putty. stunning cold face or uh, ghost face yeah Oh man, on on that topic, that fight with uh, Nev Campbell and Ghostface, like director dude, whatever I forget his character's name, but Ghostface was the worst fight. There was so it was so like clunky, and they were just like throwing weird punches at each other. And it was, I, I kept on joking in my head, like, man, I'm pretty sure I could like beat the shit out of Nev Campbell. Is that the <laughs> she... point though? Is that like, it's not supposed to be a super well choreographed fight? Like, I think that was kind of the point of it. Well. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like, didn't look good though. Is the the unchoreographedness didn't look very well choreographed. <laughs> but yeah, that that fight that fight was land. The result was good. Um. So there were a lot of complaints about the blood in the first two movies and all the copycat killing and the producers 
uh, for a second, consider doing a bloodless scream movie. But uh, this one was so toned down. Yes, Wes Craven replied, "Come on, guys, this is a scream movie." So they compromised and they agreed upon that they would continue the tradition of having many kills in the movie, but they would have them be mostly bloodless this time, like what the Halloween movies did, or a discreet thriller. Uh, slasher fanboys, even critics, were not impressed calling this outing the tamest of the bunch. That's, yeah. Like the and, one brutal part of the movie is when he sluts uh, Harvey Weinstein's character's throat, yeah. which yeah. is split the correct way, by the way. You don't go across the throat because the arteries are in the side. So we actually slit the throat the way you're supposed to. <laughs> but also when you do that, it's a main artery. So like it just gushes blood. And then it was just like, a red line appeared and the guy dropped. Because you have that, and then um, leave Schreiber's character get stabbed, and there's and blood coming out of that. We didn't really ever see the knife go into anyone the way we did in the first two. Yeah, no, it was much tamer. Like now, now that you mentioned that, I didn't really like pick it up when I was watching it. But yeah, it was way less gory. It was kind of lame. No, that's like one of the main things I noticed. It was like the deaths in this one are so boring and. And I'll, and I'll be honest, I'm a fan of First Less Blood, but it, it's the matter of how you do it. So, like, it, as they said in the first one, the Halloween movie, that's more on buildup of the scene, of the 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 idea of, oh, shit, they're stalking, they're coming to get, he's going to get a, get them one way or another. And sure, the Halloween ones don't have blood, but I appreciate the idea of what the surrounding of the scene is going to be. Not the killing. Well, this one, it's just more. I'm just going to stab you to death, but we're not going to say why or what. You know, less blood. That's just my, you know, what I appreciate of horror movies, Keith. Less blood, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I, well, not next time. No, as long as it's got like, like you can be like violent and uncomfortable without being too bloody i guess but i think in these movies they're supposed to be silly i think you need lots of blood these movies I mean, they're like, silly they're silly they need like the, big the jump you saw people like deep gutted yeah like, so to now step back to just like Man. ketchup packet type stuff just it felt off just, let's like joe we I... talked about it after i finished the movie where it's like this just missed that connection there that was the some first aura there was like an aura missing. <laughs> I, I I agree upon the idea. Or like you, just, uh, you weren't connected to it. It wasn't that that fun that you had watching the first two. I I think I want to go because of the fact in the first two you had characters that you can like jump onto, like agree upon, like like. While this one, it's like you have Sydney, but she's from afar. You have you know, it's like um like and Empire Strikes Back. Gale so just like i don't give a fuck about you in this one it's like empire strike back in the bad way of the fact that you have luke off by himself and you have han and leia in the group here and that's how the movie you know goes on about like they're separated mm-hmm. until the final end when they all finally meet up and it's just I don't, at least know, the main just... character got fucked up in that movie that's han at true. least got put into kryptonite the big three did barely even got touched in this movie and there like wasn't really a party in this one like they got invited to that party at the end but it was just like them standing in a mansion 
just it's just for the massacre you know like that's what it's meant for there needs to be scream needs a good party in it like that helps (laughs) he needs a good party speaking of that creepy part we talked about the lockdown room how about the room full of mirrors that were two-way mirrors for someone to stand there and watch people fuck that was weird well keith (laughs) prefers that too i mean i don't think i'm ever going to stay in a hotel if keith makes a hotel it's called the uh, that's I need mirrors in my room to that's what that's where your my... that's where your that's where your hotels is gonna be called. I need mirrors in my room. <laughs> yeah. No, I was gonna say the mirrors can critique the soaking technique that I'm doing. Oh god! So that way they're like, no, jump higher, don't jump as high. Like, put on, put turn the music up a little louder. No, For people like... who don't understand this reference, look up Mormon soaking. Yeah, no more explanation needed than that. And like, I'll and probably how they get around their weird sex stuff. Keith, what about it... <laughs> what about can't you want to tell them before we move on the soaking to their uh, that sweet uh, fake movie expert's deal? Oh, what our fans are called? What? No, oh, no, oh, what's our who's, who's God damn it, this week? Oh, um, the. Jesus Christ and the Church of Latter-day Saints. Go to mm, their website. Nope, nope. Let's just stop right there and move on. <laughs> what what do they get, Keith? You get um, 10% off your uh, first purchase of punch and cookies for your uh, mission assignment. Yeah. God, they're cheap steaks. So uh, <laughs> that, uh, that sponsorship is about as real as Jesus actually is. So let's just move on. <laughs> Come on, Keith. And he's got to talk them up, get us some more, uh, some more, you know, at least fifteen percent off. Hey, they're, <laughs> God damn it, they can negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't pay taxes. You think they have a little extra money laying around? Uh, there were some some uh, versions of the script that had Patrick Demp- Dempsey's character getting killed. Um, I'd been okay but, with that. Yeah, he was useless. Yeah. I was fully. De- uh, predicting that the like snappy kind of douchey cop would have was at least going to get killed. Yeah, what was his line? He made a funny line, like you ah, I forgot what he said, but like because he was like a smartass in ways, but like in some sometimes in the funny way, like hey, you can't be here, or it's like I forgot what the line is. I gotta see if I can find it, but it's just him being like a smartass of two cent comment or something i'm like okay that's pretty funny but i don't remember i barely remember the partner <laughs> uh what's with courtney cox's hair why is it always changing and it's just it getting was... worse and worse there was some Honestly, pretty it's, <laughs> it's sticking to how her hair changed in friends so i think it was just her friends haircuts oh that's she had to stick to them there was some pretty wacky fashion in this movie. Like, I remember what's what's Jamie Kennedy's sister had those yellow sunglasses. Those were very two thousand. That looked like a Smash Mouth music video. <laughs> I hope that they're hooking her around to be the Jamie Kennedy character for the fourth one. Yeah, they're we need that character because they this movie didn't really have the like audience surrogate. <laughs> and then Courtney Cox wearing those red leather and or pleather pants for like half the movie. I thought that was cool. What else did you think was really cool in this movie that you texted yeah. like multiple times about? Any favorite scenes? Oh, the whole yes. Was there go any ahead, parts of this movie that made you want to make your arms go? I don't know, wide open. 
Oh, oh man. So I've got this plant, a part of my hotel business. With the, with the, with the, I need, we need mirrors. <laughs> the, the we need mirrors brought to you by it. it it's a it's a Marriott affiliate. <laughs> Strong. Is, so it, join, is, it, is it the Hilton's going to be helping soon too while we're at the part of the ride? No, but when the guests go to shower at my hotel, like I as the owner will go into their room and turn Creed on really loud, like while they're showering. So like while they're in the shower, I'm just gonna sneak in there and put Creed on. Really, as part of our premium services. So you like go in, go get in, in the shower. get comfortable in the shower. Keith shits in your toilet, not flushes, <laughs> and plays <laughs> Creed. And then you just hear, "Can you take me higher?" That's actually no, they Keith singing it. as he's struggling to get it out. <laughs> no, the, and those are Creed. Those like a Creed deep cut that they played. In this song, open this, it, and then you had the yeah. Creed poster, and then Creed was in the goddamn. Tr- there was tread. three instances of, and I think, and in the year two thousand, Creed was already like not cool. Like Creed had lost, they because like the yeah they had already had the Creed effect happen to them where people kind of figured out that oh they're doing kind of Christian rock that's a little dorky. They're like yeah, we're gonna so distance ourselves remember, from Creed. So this is gonna be a solid post nine eleven joke for Keith. There was an award show after we'd invaded Afghanistan. And he said, and they were playing American music throughout Afghanistan because they could finally have music. And no. even the Afghanis are already finally tired of Creed. <laughs> it was from an award show and it stuck with me forever because I thought it was funny. Jesus, that's a pretty grim joke. <laughs> <laughs> all this, all this, the needless slaughter of all these civilians and children over in the Middle East. At least they have Creed now. And they're already yeah. tired of them. Yeah. But uh, any favorite scenes you like? I, I I mentioned already, but I like the idea of them having the house rebuilt, and then like a shot for shot of like of Sydney being chased, and then thinking she can go into one room, and it's a dead end because it's just a cliff for the stage. I like that we had our second yeeting death. When Dean oh, Richmond yeah, someone, yep, yep. Out the window, straight yeeted. Yeet. I like the the most brutal death where he got stabbed a couple times and just yoked out the window. Yeah, that was that was pretty violent. Yeah, there wasn't enough violence in this movie. Yeah, my star rating has gone down. <laughs> you can talk. might have gotten like he, What did he get shoved in his chest? Like it wasn't a knife. He got like it was a knife. It was a knife because he got stabbed in the back with a pan. That's right. And then a frying pan. pan. Oh, it was kind of oh yeah, the pan. I like the pan. There was a good subtle moment, but when she kept on picking up the prop knives and hitting him with the prop knives, that was pretty good. That was good comedy right there. Like the machete that just bent over. Yeah, and she like looked at it. (laughs) Joe already mentioned it, but the knife throw and then hitting Dewey in the head with the hilt was. I was screaming, laughing. I yeah. thought that was I, so I, I, since I've never seen this movie prior to, I remember that in the trailer. That was because in the trailer. they do. They show the That's in funny. the trailer. They show the knife, the ghost face, throwing the knife at David Arquette's character, and I'm like, oh, this is how he dies, but not knowing that he gets the butt of the bet of the knife, and he's like, well, I'm gonna fall down the stairs. <laughs> Yeah, that was hilarious. I think by you're asking about some scenes that stick out. One of my favorites was Parker Posey's meltdown when she has the cigarette. She's like, I haven't had one of these in a year and a half. And she's like losing her mind over the script. That I thought was that was good. hilarious. Because she yeah. thought she was the next one to get killed. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what the script said. 
I, I appreciated Sydney with how smart she was, where she put two guns into her ankle. Yeah. So that she could have to throw one away, but still have another one. I thought that was a... And that was, that was so clever, because it was realistic, because he's just some, like, dipshit Hollywood guy. He's not going to, like, pick that up. <laughs> yeah, like... like, it was such a nice touch. The idea of they, him, like... Where did they get, get a metal detector? Huh? Uh, probably just working on studio sets. They probably had security get in and out of the studio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they should have put one of those on Alec Baldwin. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was just wondering if he'd work that. Tra- so you're not okay with the tragedy of the Middle East, but you'll talk about Alec Baldwin shooting someone by mistake? Well, Alec Baldwin didn't shoot 100,000 Afghani children. <laughs> he just shot one like employee. <laughs> Someone's going to go to jail for that, too, because it sounds like the prop person was a real, like, not good at his job and put people at risk. Yeah. Uh, Creed, by the way, has two songs on the album. Yeah, they do. God, that's uh, two too many. The here, Scream look, 3 look, OST here, fucking here's, Here are some of the artists that are part of Scre- the Scream 3 album and like how does this not sound like 2000s creed has two you have 18 songs on this thing jesus there's it's stained orgy fuel fuel power man 5000 dope incubus cold static x system of a down finger 11 god smack and slipknot (laughs) yeah that's uh that's very nineties, early thousands. That just, that just that, that that those songs smell like a sweaty like football locker room in high school. <laughs> it, it reached uh, thirty two on the top two hundred for the Billboard. Yep, that music was yeah, massive that, at that. That checks out. God, yeah. fuel! I thought about fuel in forever. The <laughs> album's on iTunes. It was released in twenty twelve. They re-released it. <laughs> Well, no, because iTunes has never released it, so they probably just said, all right, here we go. Mm -hmm. Um, But Scream 3 for Blu-ray hit, it came out in 2011. So that was like, that's the first time we got to 1080p for this, while everything else, you know, like what we talked about on the last show, about how Rick's looking for the still 4K Uh of Scream 1. Well, it took 11 years for um, Scream 3 to hit Blu-ray. I'm uh, we, real mad at myself for not pulling the trigger to get that Steelcase 4K of Scream when it was pre-ordered. Because now it's sold out everywhere. Um, but you can probably get it down the line, hopefully. That'd be... Oh, yeah. They'll do it. I, I had to rent this movie on Amazon like some kind of asshole last night. I was trying to figure out a way to watch it for free and just see keith this is what i did i signed up for the seven day free trial of amc plus i did that for the last one but my subscription ran out (laughs) (laughs) have you thought about signing in as someone else (laughs) make a burner email (laughs) yeah as far as i know there is like no way besides renting to watch for that or you maybe can use my login account i don't know I digress. Oh, we didn't talk about the fact that they mentioned I know what you did last summer in this movie and talked about poor casting decisions. That part was good. I liked that scene. 
that's funny. I don't remember that. Because <laughs> they talked about how they got a white guy with cornrows. Oh, no. You know what? I'm thinking about Scary Movie at this point. I'm confusing Scream and Scary Movie. <laughs> I retract my statement. Nice. So, but yeah. Um, uh, let's talk about budget, baby. Ooh. So the budget for this movie was $40 million. Going from 24 for two and oh, wow. uh, 14 for one. I would, God, because I was about to say, like, yeah, that kind of checks out, but it wasn't like they even had a whole lot of sets for this one. I feel like it's them improvising the new sets with, you know, with old yeah. sets from like the original movie. And I think that took more time to do. But yeah, for me, this movie. Because, like, I can't, like, point to cast and be like, blame cast for it. Because it does not feel like this was a cast that probably made a lot no. of money. Like, maybe they had to pay. Well, I take that back. Courtney Cox at this point would probably have a price tag attached to her. I think Nev Campbell would, too, because she did uh, Wild Things at this time. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, so there's some price the, tag attached to the big ones. Your top three, but not exponentially. Yeah, it's not like you had to pay the side characters a bunch. Like, you might have had to for the first two. Yeah. Or big Jay McCarthy fan, so they had to splurge for her, <laughs> pay her out. Yeah. So the gross for this movie domestically, it got eighty nine million. Internationally, yeah. seventy two million. So worldwide, it made hundred and sixty one million dollars. So it still made good money. Yeah, I'm kind yeah. of kind of surprised it didn't make the sequel quicker. Then it did pretty good. I mean, even well, when you think like it's two steps down, so it's made less and less money each time on bigger budgets. Uh, well, the reviews for this movie, the reviews for the movie were pretty poor. Oh yeah, I mean, understandably. Some people think this is like the worst movie out of them all right now, but some people don't. Of the three, I would say it's the worst movie. Can't well, can't based on four yet. Well, and that does seem to be like the general, like I was just from like, if you like Google Scream 3, that seems to be like the internet consensus, at least that at the time it was considered like, oh, this is a bomb. This is bad. Which, yeah. I mean, whatever. We'll see what the number is when we get there. Um, Keith, do you want to do uh, the ghost? I mean, the present day of uh, yeah, the very, very alive, kicking in a uh, Walking around, breathing, speaking like a like a real flesh and bones human. Let's see. Roger Ebert gave it at the time. The review was released on February fourth, two thousand, and it was two out of four stars. He didn't like it as much. I was trying to I was uh trying to read through this while we were recording here, trying to find a cool passage to read, but I think just going through it, it seems to agree with us a little bit. It was just kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, I don't have a. There's, no, there's not a cool paragraph for me here. Well, you don't have a review, but I do have the box office results. So let's go to them for February 4th through 6th of the year 2000. Coming in at number 10 in its seventh week with 2.4 million, The Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, <laughs> nice. God. I hadn't thought about that movie in a long time. <laughs> Coming in at number nine in its seventh week with 2.5 million, Girl Interrupted. Right. <laughs> Coming in at number eight in its third week with 2.7 million down to you. I don't know that. 
Is that like a Freddie Prince Jr. rom com? It is. It has yes. to be. <laughs> wow, oh, no, yeah. I thought you knew. Can you no. name the female uh, actress? Isn't that Julia Stiles? Yes, it no. is. Yeah. Oh, damn. Good job, dude. <laughs> That's not me looking anything up. I'm like, I know that is it, is, if you look at the poster, is it them like looking at each other with a purple surrounding? Dude, what's wrong with you? How are you, how are you doing this? Spent a lot of awesome. time in Hollywood video. <laughs> that is awesome. Yes. A lot of time at movies just looking at covers. <laughs> yeah. Boom. This Tell was me, a pretty never... loaded cast for a rom-com, though. I think Lillard's in it, too. Julia Stiles, Selma Blair, Ashton Kutcher, Rosario Dawson, Andrew Winkler. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm 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 pretty stoked that I got uh down to you. <laughs> like yeah. Too many times at the uh holy sh- this movie has a three on Rotten Tomato. Like three percent. Yeah. <laughs> 97 out of 100 people didn't like it. <laughs> well, number coming in number seven in its seventh week with 3.3 million Galaxy Quest. Hell to the yes. Yep, that was very good. Very good. Uh, coming in at number six in its ninth week with 4 million, The Green Mile. <laughs> yeah, okay. Pretty, pretty big movie. Yeah, yeah, that was a big deal. Just a little, just a, a, a bit. Uh, coming in at number five at, in its second week with 4.2 million, Eye of the Beholder. Um, I looked it up. It's um, Ashley Judd, Ewan McGregor movie. Looks like a thriller. Yeah. So not a D&D movie then. No, no, no. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Coming in at number four in its fourth week with 4.2 and some change next Friday. A uh, big step down from the original next Friday was. Yep. Coming in. I remember th- about that was that his uncle and aunt had like a sex swing in their room. Yes. Coming in at number three in its eighth week with 4.7 million, Stuart Little. My goodness. God, that movie's that old? Yeah. And I gotta say, I think I have seen that in the theaters because I took my little cousin to see it. <laughs> Jonathan Lipnickley and a house. <laughs> yeah, I we think Gina Davis. Even over on this podcast how much Joe knows of the Stuart Little saga. Love it. Uh, coming big, in at number two. Big, big lip Nicky guy. <laughs> uh, hamster brain, baby. Uh, coming in at number two in its sixth week with 4.9 million, The Hurricane, Denzel Washington boxing movie. Mm-hmm. Rock me like a hurricane. So that means coming in at number one in its first week with $34 million, Scream 3. Back with the box. Facts from the box office when number one takes 30 plus million and while the second movie can barely get over five. Yep. Yeah, we're getting into that where there's just one big movie a week type thing. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the ratings. IMDb gave this a 5.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomato <laughs> gave all critics gave this a 40. Top critics of 39 and the audience 
37. So a little harsher from dropping from 81, 91, and 57 for two, and 79, 64, and 79 for one. So big drop. But before we glaze some stars, let's rank some things. Uh, Keith, me, and Rick have added one. Ooh, fun. Best intro death. Oh, yeah. That's the crucial one. That's a... I realized, I'm like, oh, so there's always a big kill scene in the beginning. We should probably be ranking those. Yeah. So let's yeah, do this like one the... first, because we have Break Him Doll down. So we have one, you have Drew Barrymore's character and her boyfriend. And two, it's Omar Epps and Jaden Pickett-Smith at the movie theater. Or this one of uh, Cotton Weary's character, Liv Schreiber, and his girlfriend being murdered. Okay, uh, I think... Because it's... In the end, it's going to be one, two, three, because the Drew Barrymore one is the iconic one. But I think I like two more, just because I thought the killings in that one were cooler. Yeah. So I'm going to say two, one, three, but I think you guys are going to go one, two, three. I'm going to go, well, that the opening scene from Scream 1 like lives in my head rent-free like it, yes. for, for, for years and years and years and years and years and years. It's always been in there. So that one's one. It's one for me by about a hundred miles. But two does deserve an honorable mention because it's like so clever and creative. And they got the the scene with them going bonkers in the theater it was awesome. And yeah, I liked uh, one, two, one, two, three. I gotta go one, two, three as well because I like one is rent free as well. One is like the remember, like you can remember that one more. Like, hey, give me a kill. If you go up to some random person that have seen the screen movies, you're like, hey, give me a kill from one. And I'm uh, guaranteeing you a lot of times it'll be the first scene. Or you go to uh, him and say, what's your favorite scary movie? Like that's, that too. Yeah, just that. <laughs> and within two, you got the movie, the uh, movie theater scene, which we all said in last week's episode, how we all enjoyed that one a lot because of the idea of multiple Honestly, some of the best kills in any of the Scream movies was those yeah. two in the first one. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm completely okay with it being one, two, three. Two is my personal favorite, but one yeah. is like the icon. So yes. it's understandable. So let's break down some ones that we've already done. So let's do best villain. Right now, it's Stu and Billy, and then the mom and Mickey. Hey, you're so fine. So what is Roman? Is it Roman? Uh, Roman Pierce? It's got to be hungry. That had, that had to have been a play on Roman Polanski, right? The director oh. from the, in this one. I think that was what they were going for. Oh, Roman they Polanski knew they was, knew ahead of time. That um, makes sense. No, Roman Roman Polanski was an, a known rapist long before two thousand. Oh yeah, I think that was. I think he was supposed to. That's like a little wink that he's a bad guy. Uh, Scott Foley's character was named. Where are you, Scott? Scotty, where are you? Oh, it was Roman. All right. So, yeah, we have uh, the big dog Roman. <laughs> Where do we put so, Roman? Billy and Stu are definitely still number one. Because, like, it. I go, even though I hate the fact it was only one killer, I go Roman. Because I just really hated the reveal. Like, the mom part of two was great. But the other guy just being, like, a psycho killer and not having any real connection to it anyway really sucked for me. So I go one three two for best killer. 
I agree. I like was I like barely remember the twist in two. I just remembered I like two, but the killers just don't, didn't stick out in my head. <laughs> so yeah. So, so yeah. we're in one, three, two. So the big mm-hmm. dog Roman's going to two. Yeah, it's. I like I like this one a slight more than two, only because of the fact that. Um. Mickey, the character Mickey, uh, as Keith would put him, Timothy Elephant, was there, but also wasn't there the whole time. Well, this movie, in this movie, Roman had a reasoning in this movie that he was the director of the movie. And he's pissed off the whole time because his movies are going to be shut down. <laughs> so let's do best deaths. So right now it's one and two. Uh, one, two, three. The deaths yeah. were just not memorable in three at all. Can't okay, even. Even getting stabbed in like the van was cooler. Like that, that was like one of yeah. the like more understated, like less cool kills in two, and that, that was still better than most of it in three. Can't wait to see what they do eleven years later and see how the blood. Uh... It's gonna ramp up. I bet it's oh, gonna get gross. I've I've got to worry that they're gonna do a bunch of CG blood, and I think it's gonna look bad. That's my prediction. Oh, that'll be bad. Uh, let's let's just do. Best Sydney right now. For me, one, two, three. That's how we have it at one, two. She's she's non-existent in this movie. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah, one, two, three. I like the... I do... It's worth mentioning that they show her, like, kind of transforming a little bit. Like, I like that she was doing, like... like My God, Keith. (laughs) Didn't mute it. You lying son of a bitch. The man said pre-show. I'm here. I am muting my phone, and he acted like he muted it. You lying it, son of a bitch! Can I? Would you believe me if I said no? Like, while while we were sitting here recording, I'm just like playing with things in my hands, like while we're talking, and I just happened to like, ooh, a switch. I'm gonna flip that switch back up. Yeah, I, I honestly I could believe that. But... <laughs> I'm gonna get you a puppet like I have for my child for my children, so they have something to do with their hands. So here, just to just to be totally transparent, the, the phone call was from the tire shop in Oak Ridge. And um, I think they probably got the order in for the busted taillight on the work truck. <laughs> so, Keith, do you agree? Is that, is that a cool story? Or? It, you know, fucking blue. Oh, my God. Great story of all. Can you, can you say that again? That'd be great. Hey, can you tell that story again? Yeah. So, Keith, do you agree? One, two, three for Sydney. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, yeah, that one's. I was, I was speaking of, hey, speaking of phone lines. While I was getting the phone line, I appreciated the, the like victim support thing she was doing. Thought that was kind of cool, but um, yeah, well, yeah, one, two, three. Okay, uh, best movie. One, so two, three. Watchable, yeah, it's still one, two, three. Yeah, you got to go right. two and then. <laughs> Well, I like the lore in this one. There was solid lore build. Yes. It was not a great movie. And yeah, I think like I with the especially with these series, like if I'm opting to just throw on a movie with my like let's see last episode, I think I talked about my warm blanket and my cup of cocoa. That I was yeah, let's do out. warm blanket since that's what Rick did for Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you get a warm blanket, you get cuddled. And you watch yeah. a movie. And it, it's gonna be Scream One. It's not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, ooh, I'm gonna put on Scream Two just randomly. Like or a three. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely not. Three is like for a hardcore like scream fanatic would be the only time uh-huh. to rewatch three. Yeah, that's Which like is kind of what I've become. I've really gotten <laughs> these movies. Well, I used like, to just this is never gonna be one you just watch. Well, I do just throw on Return of the Jedi sometimes. Like <laughs> Yeah, but that's the best movie. <gasps> what? <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> let's, not, let's not go down that rabbit hole right now. Oh. But you watch rule and are like important to the whole universe. They're toys. I honestly, if I turned on, <laughs> if I turned on uh, Scream Three, it would only be for the uh, Jamie Kennedy three three minute scene of breaking down the, the rules of a trilogy. Or David Arquette getting domed with a knife butt. Oh, that too. <laughs> this was this was more funnier in that mm-hmm. way of. Dumb reaction stuff. Dumb Keith, look up as you're gonna be. Uh... <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Actually, yeah, there's, some, there's some for all the for all the uh, for all the fems out there. There's okay. a, lot, a lot of stuff going. A I lot of stuff going the on. Damn the <laughs> yeah. fems! Damn yeah, the fems! I am being overrun by family at the moment. The fam? Yeah. No, fam. It's not fams. Fem. So that was a good so joke I just uh, did there. It's <laughs> really not. Bad. You're terrible. Feedback. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Work on it more. So let's wrap this up as we just finish Scream 3 as we're moving on to 2011 Scream 4 with a whole new cast starring David Arquette, Corey Cox, and Nev Campbell and others. As that was my joke. See there, Keith? That's funny. What? <laughs> you see how he like had a build and then a punchline, Keith? That's how humor works. No, fam, not fam. Okay, you fembot lover. <laughs> the fembots, come on or something. Damn. Come on. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so next week here we'll be doing Scream Four. Wait, I are did are we doing something out of order here or did we not we didn't glaze anything yet? Oh, you're right. Sorry. Stars. Oh yeah, let's glaze some stars. Are well aware that this isn't going to do well, and we just kind of like wrote it off. Yeah, I, I don't know. Fucking like, yeah, two stars. Whatever, it's on. It's over. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's glaze some stars. Glaze, glaze, those stars. Uh, Rick, give us a little breakdown of the other two. All right, so coming into this, Scream came in at a three point nine because Keith gave it a four and three quarters. Joe and I each gave it three and a half. Which we wish we Scream, did more now. Scream 2 came in at 3.8 because I gave it four and a quarter and you two gave it three and a half. So by the law, Joe is supposed to overrate this movie comparatively. <laughs> Five. No. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, I'll give it two and a half. See, even I'm only going to give it two and a quarter. Yeah. I'm going to give it I'm gonna I'm gonna go two and three quarters. There it is. Just because of Parker Posey's cool performance in my mind. Keith, that not breaks. enough boobs. Not enough boobs. Yeah, it was a very unhorny movie. Was, not enough. I mean, none. Sexy movie. Like it was very <laughs> unsexy. Yeah. Yes. Like David Arquette might have been the best looking man because I mean, <laughs> McDreamy was not yet McDreamy in this movie. No, he was you still eat- he was still in his awkward teens. <laughs> you can even cha- you got to think of is either Scott Foley, uh, Arquette, or um, McDreamy Dempsey. Yeah, that's, 
We haven't given enough. Even props I personally have never really gotten the like mystique behind Dempsey. He's never been like an attractive male it, to me. I think it's, it's part of the. You're supposed to fall in love with the character, and then his attractiveness comes later, or something. It, it's from um, it's from it's from yeah. his uh, movies. Uh, Can't buy me love. It's the one with the it's the change the nerd into the hot, you know, pretty, uh, never been kissed type situation. But it was the man, the male being the, the geek. So, hmm. so what do we what do we give this overall? So that came out to two and a half stars. Two and a half. Okay, checks out. So I sit around such movies as like. Oh, we've never really had a two and a half. It would be around like gold member. Keith does. Gold member got about two and a half. <laughs> Keith got that one. Yeah, that was a pretty sick burn. Come on. <laughs> Come on, guys. Sorry. We're, just because it's just... out right now and you can see it on the Zoom screen and I have a <laughs> ruler next to it. <laughs> like You're measuring it, buddy. <laughs> like, why do you have a ruler next to it? <laughs> he's, I measure he's, it every he's... time. He's thinking it's a good day, so it might be a little bit more than the two and a half. But you know, <laughs> oh god, sit down. <laughs> so next week here, as I was saying earlier, Scream Four, new cast, same faces, which you can find all of our podcasts at nosoentertainment.com. That's right, nosoentertainment.com, where you can find Keith's measures measurements as he does it on a daily basis on the No So calendar. I keep for all you for all you femmes, he likes to measure himself. <laughs> and you can find you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to our podcasts. Save the cheerleader. Save scream. <laughs>